Would you go to the Lord with me in prayer, please? Our Father up in heaven, we want to we want to thank you for everything that you do for us every day. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity we have to meet here this morning. Father, we ask that you bring the Holy Spirit into this building, into this cell barn. Touch our hearts. Touch John Paul's heart. Father, we, we thank you again for everything, most of all your Savior, our Savior that you've sent to, to the world so we may have a home with you someday in heaven. Father, we, we ask that you forgive us for our sins and be with us the rest of this day. Please bless this service. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Today is a part of Valentine's Week, and, and uh, I thought I would bring my Valentine with me. Um, you know, uh, love is something that we talk about a lot this week. And uh, by the standard of the biblical terms, me and this horse love each other. I want to read it to you a little bit. Let's go to First uh, Corinthians 13 chapter. If we go here to uh, fourth verse. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You know, I have had the privilege of being, for me, this here is holy ground. When I step up here, this is, this is where I get okay. No matter what's going on in my life, if I get in, the, in this seat right here, I can kind of make sense out of it all. And then God gave me this horse, and, and uh, we've been together a couple years now, and, it, and he's blessed me in every way. And uh, he's patient with me, and... And he don't demand his own way. And when I ask him to do something, no matter how hard the task, he figures out how to do it. And uh, so by the biblical standard, he has never said it in those many words. But by the standard we just read, he loves me. And I love him. But you know the funniest thing? I have a little more trouble with people. How about you? Yeah. All of us have relationships in here. And uh, we know that that's true, what we just read. Love is humble and kind and not rude. Doesn't demand its own way. Always makes up the difference. And somehow or another, we can apply it in certain places of our life. But when it comes to those relationships with each other, we struggle, every one of us. So why is that? Why do we struggle so cotton-picking hard? We, it doesn't matter how hard we try, how long we've been married, how much we truly do love our spouse, there's those times when we don't act like that. True? So why is that? I want you to turn with me for just a minute to First uh, John, third chapter. 
If we go down here to the 11th verse of 1 John, there's a really important point here to be made. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain who, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. Why he did not, and why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. He was selfish. If we skip down here. Dang it, this is not where I was wanting to go to in this. It was. Now turn over to First John 4th chapter and bear with me for a second. This is the point that I was trying to make. I just got confused there. But if you'll bear with me, this is still a good point. And this is why we get hung up here. So if we got 1 John 4, 7th verse. It says this. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. The reason that we struggle is that we're not the author of it. Love don't come from us. And so we get confused along the way. We think that in our relationship, the harder we try, the better we'll do. And it only works for a little while because we think that it's coming from us. And we're taught that in our society today. We're taught that love is coming from us. It's a lie. Love comes from God. It says so right here. And if we attach to him and let that love come from him, then all of a sudden we can be more successful more often. So read this with me again. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So not only does, yeah, exactly. So not only does God, does love come from him, but he is love. He is the perfect example of what we just read. He is not rude nor demanding his own way. He is, he is everything he does is thinking about those that he loves, which is us. And it comes from him. And we get, we get all fouled up. We get to thinking that we're the author of it. So we love somebody. We care about them. And pretty soon... That relationship ain't right because we're thinking it's coming from us. And when that happens, sooner or later, because it came from us, we're going to think, what are we getting out of this? What about me? And we fail. It's easy with him. He don't talk back, you know. And we... He's humble and he gets along. But when I have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with my spouse, there's that time when she has a different idea than I do. And I thought that love was coming from me or she thought love was coming from her and we get, we get off track. So how do you get... Now, we still have a problem. We understand that love didn't come from us. But knowing that truth is good but we still struggle in there and so i want to i want you to go turn with me now to colossians the third chapter 
And as we turn here, I'm going to give you the recipe for every relationship in your life. The relationship between each other, the relationship with your spouse, with your children, with every single person, there would be no more, there'd be no more divorce in our society if we applied this. There would be no more conflict if we could just apply these simple principles that we're going to here. And it's so important and we struggle with it. We think that because once we, at first we think that love comes from us and then pretty quick we think, okay, I know that love comes from God, but still what's in this for me? And we're struggling. And, and I, I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me personally that changed my perspective on this completely. And that's where I'm, we're going here in Colossians is a few years back, in 2011, my younger brother got killed, and it was shocking. It happened overnight, you know, and, and uh, I was heartbroken. He was the best friend I ever had in the world, and, and uh, I was mourning. It wasn't that I didn't know that he was with my Lord and Savior. It wasn't that I didn't trust that, that God had a plan. I just missed him. And my whole life, how I seen it, all of a sudden was turning out different. And in my mourning... And my pain, I was having trouble with my relationship with my wife. It wasn't that we were in trouble or talking about separating or any of that. Just there was conflict everywhere we go. She, I was hurting, and because I was hurting, she was hurting. And we weren't talking well to each other. And that description in 1 Corinthians, we weren't living by that standard. And uh, my brother's father-in-law seen us we were down at fort worth at, at the summer spectacular and it had been several months and we were in this spot this really painful spot and it had been painful for quite a while and he said you know the trouble with you two is and he draws this picture for us and he puts a dot over here he said you're here and you're here and you're looking this way at each other and it ain't ever going to be okay he says, but if you'll, and then he draws a third dot on there. So he's got this triangle now. He says, God's here, you're here, and she's here. If she'll look here, and you'll look here, this here is going to get okay. It's crazy simple. But it was, it was life-changing for us. It was almost instant relief. As soon as I could, and then since then, I've learned so much in this process. As soon as I went to seeking him for her, he allows me to see my wife like he sees her. He allows me to see the plans that my God has for her, the gifts that he's given her. And he also allows me to see the traps that are set for her, the places that Satan set up for her, the places that she's going to struggle and fall, and I can stand in the gap. When I look straight across, all I can see is what's in it for me. But when I look to him, it changes my entire perspective on how I see her, how I see us. And if I apply it to every other relationship, it turns out. If I get to looking across, none of us live up. We all fall short. And if we're looking across, all we can see is that shortness in that other one. If we look to him, 
it changes our whole perspective. So turn with me now to Colossians, third chapter. And we're going we're gonna to go through this and then we're going to close. The title, I love this, Living the New Life. Right here in the verse 1. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits on the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Can you see it? All of a sudden we're changing our perspective instead of what we're getting done today and what we're doing and what's in it for me. We start looking to him. And the realities of advancement of the kingdom, the importance that he would put, how will this glorify him? How will this grow his kingdom? Changes your perspective on everything. Since we have been raised to this new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits, on the, sits in place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you have died to this life, and your real life, catch that? Your real life, this life that has been waiting for you without conflict, how do you get there? By seeking him first. It'll take care of all of this. Every relationship in your life, it, this is going to be taken care of. Your real life is waiting for you by seeking him. For you have died to this life. This is verse 3 again. For you have died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking, in, lurking within you, the things that we think we want. There's a list of them here. It's talking about sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. But truthfully, it's talking about the things that we think we want. The things that we thought, the what's in it for me stuff. That's what it's talking about. So you could take this list and make it really long. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Verse 6, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. That stuff is not going to turn out okay, is what it's saying. The thing, the what's in it for me is going to end up in that conflict that we've all experienced. Why? Because we thought that love came from us. And if we worked hard enough, we would get there. It's a lie. Love, he is love. It comes from him. We seek him and we can achieve it. And we can be consistent at it. And all this gets taken care of. Bear with me. Verse 7. You used to do these things. When your life was still part of the world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. All this stuff is gone. Don't lie to each other for you have stripped off the old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know, know your creator and to become like him. And as you become like him, again, one more time, I want to tell you all of this. This looking across is taken care of. It takes care of itself. He does the work, not us. Since God chose you to be a holy people, since God chose you to be a holy people he loves, 
Think about that for a second. God chose you, specifically you, and you are to be holy. What does holy mean? Separate, different than you used to be. You were born one way. You were born with a selfish desire, and now you have been delivered of that simply by seeking him. And in that deliverance, you gained a brand new life, and all of this got taken care of. Since God chose you to be a holy people, a different people, he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And all that is going to come only through seeking him. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive one another who offends you, remembering the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And we can do it only through him. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let, once we have clothed ourselves in love, once we have seeked him, and this is achieved, this is the result. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as a member of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So here we have it today. We have single-handedly eliminated conflict in our world. And I'm going to convict you just a little bit. If you've got conflict in your world, in your life, if there's conflict anywhere, it's because you're looking across. And the solution is simple. Look to Him. He is the author, creator, in fact, he is love. All of this is going to get okay. And if you don't believe it, just try it for a second. Pray with me. Father, we're not very good at loving. It's because it didn't come from us. And we've been confused all this time. We thought that if we worked really hard and we tried hard and we focused on being right and being loving that we could become loving but we now understand it's a lie that you are love and the only way that we can truly achieve this and the only way that the conflicts in our life will truly go away is if we seek you if we truly seek you. Father, right now as I'm praying, if there's nobody that, if there's somebody in here that has never truly seeked you before, that has never sought you out, I pray that right now they're saying, I've had enough. I've had enough of the pain. I've had enough of the conflict. I've had enough of doing this my own way. And I know I can't love right. I'm ready, we're ready right now, Jesus, to let you lead our lives, to be Lord of our lives. <clears throat> we, in an act of repentance, turn ourselves over to you one more time. Or if you've never done it for the first time. Father, as you have resolved these conflicts in our life, I pray that you would receive all the praise and all the glory so we can help those that are following us emulate it. The truth is... You have overcome it already. You came as love. You sacrificed everything so that we could receive it. And you will work a mighty work in our lives 
and change all of our relationships simply by turning to you. I praise you for this, and I thank you for each and every person here today. And I thank you for overcoming conflict in such a simple, amazing way as you've done it right here before us. In Jesus' name, amen.